Tommy, is that your place or Carrie's? This is mine. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah, I've, I've been putting a lot of additions in. We got a nice coffee table I ordered, and so I got some rugs. Shane got a television and a TV uh, thing, and then trying to put some plants around and I'm trying to fill the space. Do you ever uh, get yeah. all those farts out of the couch from the last time we crashed there? We're live, this by the way. Awesome. Welcome to the Daddy Podcast. <laughs> Are we live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This fucking couch yeah. looks like I threw it in a dryer. A dryer. It's it's so bad. It's just Dude, been beat shit. I felt like no. I, I felt like I got I got called. I felt like I was sitting courtside and I got called on to fart. I, it was such <laughs> high level farting when we crashed at your place. Dude, your your just, couch is haunted forever. And now. we only hang out with like comics that treat their assholes like alcoholic. <laughs> you know, like there's nothing there's nothing we do to protect our furniture. Yeah, I was trying to prove something fart wise. I don't know. I don't know what came <laughs> over me. I've since cleaned up my act, dude. I don't drink anymore. So yeah, dude. It's, I mean, sorry. I have like scuba diver lungs for for dealing with farts and shit. It's, it's quarantine. <laughs> me and I, Carrie weighed like a fucking like we're swimming in you know water. I've it's conditioned you. I've 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 con I've definitely contributed to you being prepared for any kind of fart. <laughs> and you're yeah, in the you and finally made it work for me, dude. I you, the crucifix that you that you kiss before you go into fart battle is actually just me. <laughs> I had an obese aunt who used to have a, <laughs> she used to have a sectional. And you know how, you know how like when people get older, there's a specific part of the couch that they sit on. Yeah. Well, her cushion and any time she would get up or sit down, it would release a degree of stink that, was, oh, that I'll, I'll never forget it. It was like the couch was screaming. Oh, anytime she'd sit up, sit down or stand up. <laughs> what, what kind of weight? What kind of weight are we talking? Uh, she was about five four, close to three hundred. Dude, my uh, my one aunt got her stomach uh, stapled, and she yeah. lost like four hundred pounds, like it, like immediately. She looked like a she looked like a starving elephant. Elephant, like you know how the bones are weird. And she had, <laughs> she had a big Easter Island head that kind of like lost some weight, and it was just she looked disgusting. And her, I'm telling you, she used to fart it. She broke a chair during Thanksgiving that my brother and I, I almost threw up laughing. I was like in <laughs> sixth grade. And we always talked about, and I'm not going to say her name. And she snapped the back of this chair during dinner to the point where everyone, like we couldn't, my mom was trying to ignore it because she didn't want to make fun of her fat sister. But I almost threw up turkey. And we always talked about her splitting wood. And then she would <laughs> fart, like she would just fart and not address it. So apparently when you're fat enough, and, you just fart like you're releasing a little energy and then move on. And when she lost weight, her ass, like her farts were more intense. Like you could, the volume changed when she lost weight because the tunnel was different. You know uh, what yeah, I mean? She like took the weight off the bat. Oh, and she, dude, was, like, <laughs> <laughs> she came out of the uh, battery circle and fucking just pulled the weights off and cracked homers. Yeah. <laughs> she had a finely tuned bun. It's so true. The ring, the weighted ring. <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude, man. she's, she's, uh, she's good, man. Your aunt's shooting with a sawed-off stomach now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's gifted. I'm feeling good. I've been busy with work. I'm not. I'm not even complaining about it. It feels. It feels reassuring. Uh, just playing tons of video games, cracking off tons of projects at work. I mean, I'm I'm firing on all cylinders right now. To be honest. Damn, you look it. You look great. Thanks. I feel great. Well, you got fucking yeah. You 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 did the best thing by telling your wife to uh, to learn jujitsu. So now you can Dude. you can argue with her with your arms. <laughs> we've been I I I don't know if I mentioned this. Yeah, I think I have a couple times, but we've been slap uh, sparring. So like, we'll start slap fighting, right? And then uh, it transitions to the ground, and it's basically it's full on uh, slap MMA. 
Damn, dude. It fucking so rules, dude. That's so fucking great. I mean, Carrie and I just scream at each other's face for like an no, hour. You gotta hit each other. Hit each other, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, do you know how lucky you are? You can leave an argument well, going like, <laughs> what the fuck did you say? And then get the mat, you get a gi on, you put her in a fucking arm bar. Yeah, it's incredible. I dude, here's the thing. She Carrie's gonna sound like she's not into it if you pitch the idea. So you're just gonna have to don't don't say anything. Just hit her one time. Just slap yeah. her one time. <laughs> a light one, like a smack. And yeah. she's going to be like, she's going to, her instinct's going to be a smack you back yeah, yeah, and then like smile a little bit and then she'll do it harder. And then she'll be like, oh, this is the best. You yeah, have to hold back. Up, she's like, good. She's Southern strong. She's like, you know, she's five, five, 10, five, 11. She's got some strength on her. I tried to fuck with her one time and it'll be exhilarating and, uh, for you then. Yeah. It, no, it, it, it demoralized. Like a, no, there's gonna be a small survival aspect to it. And of course you have to hold back. You can't go as hard as you want. Right. I was at, I was at 65%. She doesn't know that. But. Right. She's, she's coming out of the plastic. She's, she has no gauge for how much it hurts <laughs> to just hit. If, if anyone, any size swings as hard as they can, they can hurt most people, especially the first one. She'll oh, put dude. tears in your eyes. She'll sting yeah. you. <laughs> and when she gets a taste of that, she's going to be licking her chops like this fucking rules. And I'm like so worked up, like this this whole situation. You're just constantly worked up. Like some some chick yelled at us for crossing the street yesterday, and I immediately went to like I was like fuck you. Like I lo- left my feet a little bit. I'll fight <laughs> anyone, dude, except for the guy at Sea Town and my guy. I get beer and liquor from. They're the only people I won't bust in the fucking nose right now. <laughs> and Tommy, for the record, Southern Strong sounds like a hashtag that uh, <laughs> that racists would start up if they're told they can't use the N word. <laughs> When your fat ain't goes through surgery, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, go back to like the way people are acting. Like people are getting really fucking annoying. Um, it's difficult to be, even though you're not supposed to be around anybody. But when you're in the vicinity of, of other people, I think people are just taking time bombs, just waiting to freak out on each other. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, it's, it's again, for no it's reason, man. It's for yeah, no it's, reason. There's still people not- mad on the internet right now. By the way. Man, about what? That didn't start in time? Just kidding. No, 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 no. Dude, come on. You think these fucking bubs are going to pop off at us? They're I, they're happy to, to be with us no matter what yes. time. It doesn't yes. fucking matter. Yes, no, dude. no, no, no. I, dude, here's, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to dive right into it, but uh, can I can I just tell you guys about my day? This, today has been so far the best day of my entire life. Yes. It's Why are you waiting? The best. Well, because it feels selfish to talk about myself. You ever get like that? Nah. I'm not a gifted storyteller. I hate details. I want to tell you, like, I, I if it was up to me, I would tell you the story this way. Uh, Dude, I got up is, and I felt really good. This is a really good, good sign. This is a very good sign. And the reason why, like, you could tell who doesn't have that that feeling that they feel like they're a piece of shit. And they, they post these, like, all these stand-up comics posting their sets and their shitty sketches. There's a lot of psychopaths that I follow. And I didn't know that until this quarantine. Mm. So that's a good feeling. You should feel good about that. Yeah, they're outing themselves. Yeah. You give them the opportunity, yeah. they'll, they'll come out. Um, yeah, dude, if it were up to me, I'd be like, I woke up and uh, I felt really good and I still feel good. That would be the entire story. But the the real story is that I've been waiting a very, very long time for a video game that came out at midnight today, this morning. Yeah. And uh, I, as you guys know, I've been streaming a ton. Twitch.tv slash Tim Butterly. Don't. It's no obligation. To even, <laughs> no, no obligation to even check it out. But dude. it's been going great, dude. I've, I've been having guests today. I had Sid the Kid and uh, McCusker on. Um, nice. Speaking of, they said, uh, I forget if it was Sid or Matt or one of their wives, but they said that uh, fat old white trash ladies look like Eskimos. And I'll never. <laughs> <laughs> They're shaped like Eskimos. Um, so. I decided that today I was going to wake up at nine o'clock. I was going to stream my new face. This 
incredibly anticipated game all day and I was going to be on a ton of mushrooms the entire time. Yeah. So 9 a.m., cup of coffee and an entire handful. And boy, oh boy, it was a wild ride. It was, I mean, just wall-to-wall joy. Uh, I didn't do very good. At the, I had to quit the video game. I didn't, that didn't go well. The game, I'm sure, is lovely. Uh, it was three hours of a game over screen that I didn't even bother turning off. We just sat there. I, I called some friends. It was the fucking... I talked to my family. Uh, I went through a... I, I might regret this later, but Lucy came down to like get a bowl of cereal. And uh, I streamed <laughs> from my living room. Still. His dad was high <laughs> as fuck. No, they, I, come on. She's old enough to feed herself. Uh, I, she came down to get a bowl of cereal and we started laughing about something. Oh, I was bothering her about how like this is the end of the world and we're going to have to go fight for resources on the road soon. I was like, are you fucking ready? Because she trains jujitsu. We, we're constantly updating like the family fight plan. Like we're going to eventually we're going to be fighting for gasoline with another family. And are you guys like ready? peppers for wiggers. Exactly, dude. Are you ready to rip some sleeves off, put spikes on shit, get five mohawks? That's all I wanted to know. And uh, I, I got to telling her, like, you're going to have to whatever it is that represents your childhood, like whatever Tamagotchi you have, you're going to be forced to kill it in front of me. And that's going to be the end of your childhood. And then we're out on the road fighting over scraps with other families. And <laughs> she thought it was the funniest fucking thing in the world. And she was like talking shit about like standing standing up on like hoods of cars and just smashing out windshields to pull other kids out and take their clothes it was so fucking funny and i i i think i was the whole time i was just making jokes that you shouldn't make with children i was like dude you're gonna be fighting over meat okay and it's gonna be about who wants to live more she was (laughs) she was i thinking back on it now maybe she was horrified the whole time but i think we had a very nice morning together yes dude Mike, the whole time Tim was pissing into a Gatorade bottle. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't driven a car that I didn't piss in. If I was behind the wheel, every car, every car ride, piss. Dude, dude, my my biggest uh, piss catastrophe came when I was out in Los Angeles one time. I had my wife driving around. We were trying to find one of the Manson murder sites, and it's up in the hills. It was the Sharon Tate house, and she was driving up there, and I had a couple empty bottles in the back seat, and I was trying to piss, and it was just fucking fucking going everywhere so by the time we got out to see this murder site i was just covered in piss that's what's up <laughs> <laughs> and the best part was like i went and i uh I, I was taking pictures and people all have cameras out there and i was taking pictures out front of the wrong place at first right <laughs> i my uh my favorite car piss story was when um i went camping with uh my wife and kids and my father-in-law and when we were unloading his car he had an empty big gatorade bottle with like the plenty of capacity the wide mouth and or no i'm sorry it was a big orange juice bottle big plastic orange juice bottle and he was like he was pointing at my face he was like this is what you need if you're going to piss in the car because it's bigger than normal openings so you can get all the way i was like great thank you thank you thank you i get it yeah and he went we went on and on when i first started comedy i would drive uh, an infinity Big deal. Uh, <laughs> the reason I say that is because that's when I had money and, and a job. And I, yeah, next to Obama 99, who paid me for a year off the books. Ooh. And I would drive from Horsham all the way to Helium for open mic night. And and uh, one night I got all pickled and, and decided I was going to do drugs on the way home. And I Tight. I would take a key, I'd do key bumps while going like 95 down 76. It was fucking nuts. And I passed the overpass prior to my exit. 
and it was actually like 338, I think it was, I don't know. And the car was hiding behind the overpass. So I saw his lights go on, but the way this exit worked, it, it goes around a blind turn. And then once you get through the toll booth, it splits. So I saw the lights go on. <clears throat> At this point, I'm driving with my knee, just, just animalistic. And I, I clear the, the curve and I just juice it all the way to max capacity. I think I was going like 100, 110, 12 miles an hour. And I get through the, the, um, the toll booth. And it, when it splits, the cop doesn't know which, which way you want, which way you went rather. So I get to the right and then I jump the median, park my car in this uh, complex behind a 7-Eleven and just threw it behind like a dumpster and then walked in 7-Eleven and you could see the patrol car just slowly going like in the back houses and, the, and then back on the street and just whipping around looking for my car. Damn. And uh, so then I have to call my, my, my ex-girlfriend and ask her to pick me up from 7-Eleven because it's, it's like a, <laughs> it's probably like a 30 minute walk. And it was two o'clock in the morning. She's like, you know, I wake her up and she has a full-time job and I, I, she has to go pick me up. And then I had to go back to my car a couple of days later. And I like, I, I was like crawling, looking for cops before I even got to my car. Cause they can, they can serve you if they can. As long as they have the plate. The yeah. Car. Yeah. You, Cause they did it to my brother, uh, Brian. That would burn my ass, dude. If someone got away from me, that would be a, I would think about that. That's gotta be like losing an yeah. argument at work. It's like, well, I got away. You'd be hammering yourself in the locker room every day. I'm still thinking about it. Tommy, that's how I, that your story is how I want to enter the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> also, dude, that would be an incredible ride at Six Flags. Fuck. Damn. Just being African American for a day. I always love that uh, <laughs> shit in. <laughs> Dude, they, do you ever see? Remember that commercial? You guys aren't sports guys, right? Mike, do you play games? You play video games? Uh, I just started. I just started. Shane got me fucking hooked on Red Dead, and I'm I'm looking for another one, and uh, I, I can't I can't find I can't find anything near it. Did you get I Sleeping Dogs? Did you try Sleeping Dogs? No, I tried the Yakuza, and that yeah, sucks. Yakuza is okay. Sleeping Dogs is if you like Red Dead and you like all that fucking Asian drama and a lot of action. All right, I'll do. I'll do that next. I'll do that next. Thank you. I'm telling you, you're not going to hear a lot of chatter about it, but it fucking. I got moves. nothing to do today. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have three or four more IPAs, a pint of whiskey, and I'm gonna cut my hair. Tight. And then, oh my god. Yeah, I've been cutting Tom my hair for his hair. Yeah. Since yeah, that's, that's one of the things I really admire about you because you've been doing that for a long time. Long time because my um, my barber was senile, Bob Rossi, and I and I all all our friends would go to this one barber, and by the end of the cut. He'd be rubbing his weird balls on, on your back. He'd be asking you the same questions every time. And then he would continue to cut and cut and cut. And you would have this bouffant and it would be high and tight everywhere else. And we call it the Tom Fitty. I know you remember Tom Fitty? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everyone looked like Tom Fitty and he had the worst fucking haircut. So then finally I was like, I got I to gotta, I gotta fix this. So I would get my haircut and then go to my home and then make little adjustments. And then finally I got the balls to just start, start doing the whole entire thing. Looks great. Dude. And when you said Bob Ross, yeah. It's automatically pictured an Italian artist. And instead of drawing trees, <laughs> instead of drawing trees, he's just drawing salamis hanging from the ceiling. The reason Tommy's so good at cutting his own hair is because he's comfortable saying a bunch of racist shit while he's doing it to himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's goddamn this neighborhood. This used to be a nice neighborhood. <laughs> what school you go to? There's not too many there. That's what... <laughs> Dude, it's great because the transition from Bob Rossi to my landlord is the same thing. He's he's uh, uh, 
a senile old Italian that only talks. He goes, he doesn't know the language. You have to hold. He doesn't come around no more. But the past four years, you'd have to hold a um, uh, your your cell phone up. So it would translate. You'd have to go to Google Translate, and he would speak into the phone. You'd read the phone and give him a response. That's that's the kind of Italian I'm talking about. So now he wants to. I had, a, I had an argument today about my rent. I was like, I don't think they're paying the mortgage. Why do I got to pay? And I'm fighting for Shane and and, uh, and O'Connor. And I'm like, well, what are we going to pay this month? And then I get a call from his from his son. And he's like, oh, it's Benny. Hey, look, my dad. He don't make he don't make the money you think he's making anymore. You know what I mean? He's got the pension, but it goes to his mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now I'm like on the phone. You having him talking to Google Translate? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is it also it, telling you what all the hand gestures mean? It's like, oh, yeah, hey, it's like, hey, hey. <laughs> it's like Gago Inception. <laughs> he was in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm all this. The quarantine's good because I, uh, I don't know. I get, I, I, I get less contact with people, but the only people I get in contact with, I want to fucking smash. Tommy, are you exploring any interests that you feel like you didn't have time for before this? I'd like to say yes. I think about them a lot more. Okay. What do you uh, What do you think about getting into? Well, I, I uh, art. I, well, I you're dude. Art. You're a beautiful painter. Thank you, buddy. I've only done it once, but it really worked out. And I, and uh, my girl got me a, an easel and a whole set for Christmas. Yeah. What kind of year. What kind oil acrylics? What are you doing? Oil. It's, oil is the only thing I've ever done. But um, I took a clip. My my mother signed me up for a class because I told this story before, but. Um, I don't know with you guys, I was going to go to school for art and my dad kind of talked me out of it because there was no digital graphic artist at that time. So it didn't look like <laughs> the future had anything for me. He didn't like the art me. institute's baseball team. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you can't make, make, uh, you can't make money being gay. That's and basically you, what he your said. Your dad is a genius. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Make, make extra, extra virgin olive oil painting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucking dick ain't going to pay the rent. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, my mom gave me a, a, a lesson at this professional studio. When was uh, this? This was 2008. Yeah. And it was a, a three-day course. A, that's and a seminar I, at that point. That's not a class. Dude, it was, it was really intense. And when I showed up, everybody was a professional artist in the middle of a painting they then carried over to another class just to finish with the instruction of some, you know, some whiz. And they just told you to bring two canvases, and certain things. And I just show up like the first day of school and I showed up like fucking with zero clue of what to do. And um, she's like, all right, get, treat your canvas. I'm going to come back around. And there was like 15 people in this class. So now I'm asking this little Asian girl next to me, who's got a dynamite painting, 75% done. And I'm like, Hey, what's, what's treat? What do you want to treat your canvas mean? And she just went, <laughs> just, just an adorable little laugh and then i had to go to this other person i was like what does treat your canvas mean i kept going like hey finally i was like i, I don't know what i'm doing here because i thought i was just going to show up this sounds like a nightmare everybody was on their first painting exploration yeah it sounds like a terrible nightmare dude so she told she finally got around to me but she was taking 30 minutes of instruction for everybody gets around to me and she's like okay well tells me what to do and then she you paint in a in a in a earth color which is like uh anything of any brown burnt ember and uh, uh, whatever so you paint and after a while i got so fucking frustrated because i at this point the only competition i have is is sports so i lose my fucking mind and i just paint over the whole fucking and i went home and i put the second canvas on an easel and i just got drunk 
and I was like furious with myself. And finally I was like, fuck it, just try it, just try and do it. And then I, I started my own little process because I searched, I Google searched like, how do you make clouds? And then I just continued painting all through the night. And then my ex got up at a, to go to work and she was like, holy fuck, what are you? And I was like, I think it looks pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you're a savant, you're an art savant. Well, no, you're naturally oh, no. gifted at anything you try. I, no, no, that's not the point. The point of the story is I want to at least explore things that I enjoy, you know, like I wish I, I wish I did it, did it more. That's, mm-hmm. I, I sound like a cunt now. But. <laughs> no, it would be great if the, if your only answer is like, I've been thinking about trying to beat off. <laughs> yeah. But she was like, she's like, when, I want you to treat your canvas. And you're like, you mind if I leave it white because my neighborhood is overrun with earth colors. <laughs> <laughs> more Mike. Time. This is an escape for me. Now, Mike. Don't Why, what are you doing? What are you doing besides uh, taking drugs and neglecting your children? First of all, I'm not neglecting them. We had it was the nicest day I've had with them so far. Although when Fritz when Fritz woke up and like you can hear him, he's still too small to get himself out of bed. Aww. And when he woke up, uh, I was like, Fritz is up, and I like skipped through the house to get to yeah. him in slow God. motion. And I went and it was and you have to like reach down into his bed to get him out. He's like almost three. He's pretty heavy. And I looked down, and he doesn't have red hair. He has orange Chucky Finster hair. It's <laughs> it's the it's the most gorgeous head of hair I've ever seen. And I looked down into his bed, and he's got he's got all white bed dressings and stuff like that. And the sun was coming in, and there was a breeze coming through, and like blowing the uh, shades and stuff like that. And I reached down, and he looked exactly like a baby orangutan. <laughs> exactly. And I I even like I recoiled for a second. I was like, wow, this is pretty weird. And it felt, dude. And he was like. Just looking at my face, it was the happiest expression I've ever seen on a living creature. Just oh. like, Dad's here to pick me up. And like I, this is something I do every day. I go in there, I pick him up out of bed. And just today, I took an extra moment to just appreciate it. And it was, Bang. I mean, I fucking locked that away instantly. Although he did, you know, his face was, was made of peacocks. That was a little bit weird, but I'm not oh, going to. So this is when you were on mushrooms. Oh, dude, this is when they first started kicking in. Oh Jesus Christ! This dude, dude, this I'm not kidding. I streamed from nine thirty to like two o'clock. I went Don't through the entire like thing. You're gonna I, lose your mind and pick up your kid and they're just like dropping it out a window because you think not, it's like not a not on that. Or... No, not on mushrooms. Ah, no, ah. absolutely not, dude. No, that, have you ever done them? Yes, I've done them many times. Are you serious? Yeah, it does, dude, I don't it doesn't do well for me. I don't know that I, love it. I don't know that I've ever treated my family better than I did today. The entire time I was like, I, I could see like Sims bars above their head, like about how happy I was making them. Nah, I can't. I, Carrie and I split a weed cookie like two weeks ago in quarantine. Well, that'll make you useless. And I put myself to bed and yeah. I haven't put myself to bed since like sixth grade when, after like I shit on the carpet or something. Yeah. I was like, I gotta get out of here. I don't go to sleep like that. And it fucked me up. No, no. That, so we did that. that you know, that was, Man, that was really. I called today was my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Paul! I don't know if you listen, but I called him and we had like a forty-five minute phone call. It was probably the nicest phone call I've ever had with my brother. Um, damn, dude, really good day, really incredible. Oh, and then uh, me and Bender put together this little DIY synthesizer. He's really into Daft Punk. Oh, cool! So we built this little DIY synthesizer, and he was fucking around with that all day. Like, check it out! I'm making cool music. Wouldn't that be great if everything you've told us so far, it's been the opposite and everyone that you've talked to thinks that you're a fucking jerk off? Oh, like slowly, like my green screen dissipates. <laughs> yeah, like my house is on fire right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been really great. I'm just having yeah. a nice time. 
Ben's just laying in his own throw up. Mary Jo's got a black eye with a steak on it. Yeah, exactly. The kids are starving. Yeah, and then I was like, great. I told him everything I wanted to tell him. Yeah, and then my my uh, me and my wife hate each other for an hour. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you man, just have just, no idea the bed you made. It just felt incredible the entire time. And then uh, I I I I conference called uh, Sid and McCusker, and Sid told me that he's been watching videos of me playing Street Fighter so that he can beat me at Street Fighter. He has he has no access to the video he game. Kids? Yeah, dude, what do you think having kids? Let me, all right, let me ask you, what do you think having kids entails? Do you think I'm like 24 hours a day? I'm just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I guess I don't once know. Once you once you aren't changing their diapers, they mostly want you out of their face. I have to fight them to pay attention to me. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and my older two don't even like the video games I like. Like I think they purposely like different video games so that I can't make them lame. Wait, so this dude studied Sydney studies Sid's watching tape, me. Sid's watching like me a, playing. Like yeah, he studied tape on me playing Street Fighter. He has no he doesn't have a video game system. So he's just sitting, he was he's going full black anime nerd in his living room like sitting cross-legged like matrix training against me in his mind. And he's like, "Dude, I think I got you beat." <laughs> Wait, so he's trying he's trying to pick up your strategies like your Yeah, without are... ever touching a controller. It's so fucking funny to hear him describe it. And uh so and then uh, I conference in McCusker and they are arguing over who won at Mortal Kombat like six years ago, like on one night. Dang. And they're accusing each other of lying. There's possibly some, uh, you know, projection happening. And I end up like refing, like they started arguing about who would be winning in a match right now. And I was in the middle of it, losing my mind. Maybe it was unwatchable. Maybe it was terrible, but it was a really fun, uh, dude, best I've ever felt. What's the name of the game you recommend again? Uh, Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs. Yeah, it's like an Asian action movie. Dude, that uh, the last time I was at that, my I want to I want to tell you this part of that um, haircut story. So please, I, you know how when someone sits in a chair and then all your buddies just line up and just wait for your turn. Mm -hmm. Well, my brother Steve was in in uh, was in the chair and he put he had like a brand new mongoose with pegs and he he uh, leaned it against the glass. And you could see out to to uh, to the street, and a pack of hammers, like the, the warlocks, the like the pagan kids, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. And they came by, and one dude just takes it off the glass and takes off, and my brother jumps out of out of the chair with his like cape and runs down the street trying to chase him, <laughs> and he swing the cape around. <laughs> it's Italian <Naturally>. Batman. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, he gets home. My dad's so upset. My dad's like, all right, do, do you know who it is? And he's like, I think I know who it is. And they went door to door at all these, like these warlock homes, like uh, the, the scumbag, like white trash, who you would think like, you know, a woman in a, in a moo moo with a cigarette, that kind of like garbage person at like four 30 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And he's knocking up on house to house to house. It's me, Steve and my dad. And I'm in the background. You know, I'm scared. And, uh, and the way these people were handling their, their children, it was just frightening. So he would knock up on one door, get to the next one. She'd be like, get the fuck out of here. You know, they were fucking lawless. And then he'd go to the next door and he finally got to this one door. I forget the name. It may have been Billy Simpkins, um, who's dead, by the way, died of an ice pick right in the back of the fucking skull. Do you remember Billy Simpkins? Guys, anyway. Um, Mike, so you, know, a, you know Billy Simpkins, Mike. <laughs> The there's fuck, a little dude? kid. There's a little kid holding us uh, just the handlebars. So they stripped the so as the mother saying, "We don't have your bike." This little kid in diapers is walking in the background 
with handlebars and they had to go back to all the houses to get all the parts. <laughs> and all they lost was he got the frame, he got the Dude. handlebars, uh, he lost the seat, the pegs and two wheels. That's the and most dirtball shit ball. I ever heard of oh, BMX <laughs> chop shop. <laughs> Dude, yeah. how about my dad like carrying that much? Yeah. Like that's how much you guys seen a dyno <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. come through here today. <laughs> That that is very very sweet, man. I just picture three Italians go door to door. People assume you're Giovanni's witnesses. <laughs> yeah, dude, wait, for dirt balls like us getting get getting a name brand BMX at twelve oh, years old. That was the closest imagine. feeling any of us had to being the first kid to get a car. It's like getting gifted a car at sixteen. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, four sets of pegs so all your boys can ride. <laughs> <laughs> but it, God help you if you got like huffy or lower. If it was huffy or lower, it was like, dude, you are fucking gay. Why did you bother? I'd rather run behind my buddy. (laughs) (laughs) One of my worst nightmares when I was a kid, when I got a nice bike that I liked, was that a kid would ask me to borrow it for a ride around the block because I was too big of a pussy to say no, and I just knew that bike wasn't coming back. Yeah. (laughs) They wouldn't even steal it forever. It'd just be like, when it was time to go in at the end of the night, like then you would get it back. You'd be like, thanks for nothing, dickhead. It was an entire day of riding gone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that, that family still lives around the corner from me, by the way. The family that you watched really? out for that kind of shit with. I think they have a hooker grandma. She's always like scurrying <laughs> around the neighborhood. <laughs> That's that spunker hooker I was telling you about. <laughs> uh, Did your pop grow up in that house? Right? Yeah. No, no, no. My dad bought this house when I was born. Oh, okay. Where's he from? Uh, a neighborhood over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is real dirtball shit. Mike, you smoke weed? You take, take edibles? No, um, I, I have before. I didn't enjoy it. It was the same thing like you talked about. Um, had half and then um, I got so freaked out that I just closed my eyes the entire ride home and went to bed. Yeah, I've been doing research and apparently like we have the same kind of gene where you like uppers and booze, but like apparently it's genetic. A lot of these, obviously now there's strains that are that are um, becoming readily available to people that don't like the downer or don't like the hallucinogen, things like that. So I'm, I'm trying to explore and find one specific type because some edibles I really enjoy. They hit you like slower for me. They, I, can't they even, I can't even appreciate the differences anymore between the strains really? and shit. Yeah. Like I, I think I lost the interest in even caring. And it's like, is it bedtime or not? Yeah. That basically is where that. I am. Nah. I like, I like ripping a, a line of Coke and then just staring at a jukebox for an hour and a half. That'd be awesome. Home. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that's more my speed. Yeah. <laughs> I want to spill something that bothers people. That would be a great feeling, right? I have no opportunity to like knock something over onto a stranger right now. <laughs> I never knew how much I would miss it. You are you guys off. truly landlocked? Or are you We're, going out? I'm locked all the way down. Wow. You don't go out at all. I guess you have to protect. Yeah. I go I, every day or the uh, supermarket. The kissing every booth. Day. Yeah, every day. Every day. Oh yeah, you make a you make a, a a fresh dinner from scratch on Instagram every night. I have 15 videos that I that that I have to edit. You, I, I got to tell you, dude, your cooking videos are the least embarrassing thing any living comedian is doing on Instagram during quarantine. bingo. Because I felt dirty about it. I'm like, this is so gay, but no way. People, like, really like it. Here's why I love it so much is because uh, number one, it is it, it is cool. It's it's cool like without trying all right fine but it is very uh it's very much just your personality your personality comes through in your in your gay cooking well that's the thing here's here's what i i purposely been not including personality into it because i don't want it to come off like 
pompous. No, it's but then itself, in the, dude. I think it's I think I think because I'm not putting personality into it, it's pompous. No, it's a difficult bro. like you know push and pull where like I want to say jokes, I want to be myself, but you need you need a camera like here, bro. It's it's not all bits, man. It's not all bits. It's fine. Uh, show, show that side of yourself because I'm here. You have an audience of one at least, and I'm yes. sure other other fucking dudes are just I'm in love with, with you. <laughs> I'm good with that. I get some weird texts every now and then, weird, weird messages. People, people enjoy just staring at food like I do. And I understand it's a very certain subsect of the population. But bro, but it's not just it's better than not- fucking me jamming some the fact that some of these comics think anyone gives a fuck about one, what they think about, two, that they want to hear from them because they think they're funny. The egos. Yeah. Dude, shut the fuck up. Meanwhile, we're doing a live YouTube. I I apologize. Oh, fuck. Fuck that. No, fuck that, dude. I, dude, I, I spend a lot of time on the internet and I'm, people are just happy that someone's connected most of the yes. time. Yes. Yeah. You guys are killing it, man. No. Um, but uh, anyway, I was, I was, just, dude, honestly, I, it's like you're not just posting pictures of meals that you're going out to get. You're like, I don't know, man. It's, I just like it. I, can I just like something? I just, yes. like you, I just like you. Yeah, I don't know why fucking I'm fighting cooking it. on Instagram, man. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm At sorry. least you call me gay. And that's makes it better. And Tommy, you're so charismatic that literally everything that you try, it seems like you're good at. That's what I said. And everything that you, you're good at is you can set up a live cam and people would watch it. Like if you went outside and just started fucking hitting balls into the woods, people would log on to watch it. If you, well, if you, if you live stream a painting from start to scratch, I wouldn't look away. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do it with a sketch. I'm going to start with a with, uh, pencil. I'm going to start doing drawings first. I would watch, I a lot of I would artists, watch you do it. That are in, uh, like, Doogie's a great artist. Doogie's yeah. a really great artist. Doogie's one know. of my favorite artists. Yeah, he's fucking incredible. Uh, we, keep, we keep saying to have Doogie on here, by the way. Yeah, Get him on, dude. Super, super interesting. Yeah. Does he live in Philadelphia now? I don't know where he's at. I don't. I know he'd probably have three U-Hauls for all the books for every time <laughs> he fucking moves. <laughs> I went to his house one time. I said, it was like a library. Fucking weird. Yeah, everything he draws is interesting, too. Um, yeah. yeah, he's a weird mind. He knows about. Well, he grew up in uh, he grew up in the sticks, like Bethlehem area. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, that makes him a real. You weird gotta mind. learn. You gotta learn how to paint or, or trade because people don't talk. They're fucking weird up there. Yeah, we're gonna lock that down. That's it. That, that's enough Doogie talk. He's coming on. That's all. <laughs> that's all there is to it. He'll be really weird. <laughs> Mike, how how are you holding up, man? Yeah, dude, oh, great, buddy. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm really, I, I can't say it enough. Like, I, I hope this shit never ends because I'm doing everything that I've wanted to do that I put off, not because of, you know, any kind of normal procrastination, just because I feel like I didn't have enough time with, with work and other responsibilities. But now they're letting me work from home most of the time. So most of my days just filled with watching what I want to watch, reading what I want to watch, interacting with who I want to watch, doing shit with you. And this is the best. Don't you, t- you just like take care of like, Mentally challenged kids with rope dicks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just like walk them to Wendy's and make sure the bird doesn't fall out of their jeans? <laughs> <laughs> and around the bat way. <laughs> Dude, I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a group text. I'm on a group text with like, uh, with a couple of my buddies. And something came up about uh, mentally challenged children. I was like, yeah, they got fucking, they got hoses. They all have hoses. <laughs> and they'll fuck anything. They'll fuck the kids. Guys on guys, girls on guys. They do group fucks. They do scary kind of birds. They put the birds in their mouth. They'll fuck a drywall. And it's true. It's, it's true. It's verified by everybody that takes care of kids and walks them, you know, around all day. <laughs> they know how to live. 
Yeah. Well, thanks for they naming do. this episode. Yes, when, when fucking <clears throat> when I found out about like grinder, like gays, gays do it right, dude. They just we're, we're animals. We're animals. We'll just meet up with something like just fuck and then get out of my face. Here's an app. I I know when you're within ten feet and you can catch a cummy all over the mug. And I get you know I got to get back to, to to my 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 lunch shift. <laughs> They'll do it anytime. It's very efficient. And that's what they do. They're and efficient comers. There's no like, I'm worth more than this. It's always like, shut the fuck up. I need to come now. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> I respect yeah. them for it. Yeah, there's there's no barrier that's like emotionally available. There's no connection. It's just my bird feels good when it's in a <laughs> in something warmer than the air. That's it. Yeah. If I can get my bird out of the air, I'll fuck it. <laughs> See the, the yeah, I agree with you fully. I think the only part where we differ is I think they should be allowed to get married. <laughs> okay, I don't care. No, I mean, I just uh, you can think whatever you want, Tommy. I'm just saying that they should be allowed to get married. I, you know, oh, obviously we could yeah. disagree on some things. No, I, I agree with that. I, dude, I fucking, I'd love that. I'd love to walk outside and wave to two fucking <laughs> two Hanks. <laughs> You know, pick up some <laughs> man, there's I, 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 there's probably a billion gay dudes who just get furious that you aren't gay. I'll still beat off from now that uh, now that things are bad. So I'm going to set up an OnlyFans just for for gay. You're nice enough. I bet you would do it for free. You would hook gay dudes <laughs> yeah. up with that content. You're like, look, I know you guys need this. I'm not going to charge you. Anything. Yeah. Every, I'll just do a cooking video where I just point to vegetables, but it's with a hard arm. Well, you need two shallots. I just do this out of the goodness of my bird. <laughs> just shaving like, Parmesan with a stick. <laughs> Some of those cooking shows have like a, like a feature where they, they'll just show an onion and then like they tap it with a spatula and then it's just chopped. I, like the, yeah, time, very I'll just, cute. I'll just slap my dong on it and just... <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, I forget. Have you worked in kitchens, by the way? Yeah. So when I was tw actually 28 years old, uh, um, it was called Olive. It was a BYB in in uh, Philadelphia. So I've always had a passion and desire to like to learn things uh, in the in the in the kitchen. So once I quit my job to pursue entertainment, I um, I asked some friend, and I was like, "Can I can I just for minimum wage work in the kitchen?" And it was me and this Mexican dude. And he taught me a bunch of shit. And it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. He was such a fucking whiz. And then after that, I went to Pepperoncini in, um, in Contra Hockey. Contra Hockey. No, the other one, the, the original. It's the same one, though. Oh, okay. It's the same owner. So, um, uh, uh, Phoenixville. It doesn't matter. So then I worked in that kitchen for a while. What, a year. What do you, uh, do you have any feelings about? I don't know how much YouTube you spend time watching, but do you have any feelings about like all like the chefs with hand tattoos that have basically the same cooking content on YouTube now? It's all the same shit, and this is what I've been fucking telling people like that that, that I'm friends with. That I have a couple ideas that I think would really take off because either comedians are trying to cook where they they shoehorn in cooking and they're shitty at it. It's all about comedy. It's front loaded, and then you have. Uh, chefs that are really good at cooking, but they're the same plastic, you know, the same formula. It's right. some dude from Charleston who has fucking knuckle tattoos and an eagle, yeah. and he's a fat fucking pussy yeah. who's never been through shit in his life. This and, is how we make fucking pulled pork. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, cool. yeah, right. right. <laughs> he walks around us. Austin for a while smoking a cigarette. He doesn't even yeah. fucking, <laughs> and then he comes home. So the, the cooking outside of it, the mm. aspect of it, the visually, you're like, this is incredible. But then they fill it with dog shit. 
So I have a couple of things that I like, you know, I, I almost sold to, um, to a production company that, uh, uh, Quibi. I, just, I don't, yeah, I should, probably shouldn't even talk about it, but I have a couple ideas and this one production company was like, yeah, we love it. We'd like to buy it. Uh, but you can't be the host and we're going to tie this and this. They just tried to change it. And I'm so passionate. Normally I'd be like, take it. Cause I need the fucking money, yeah. but this is one thing I'm going to try and control. And it's a good opportunity. As you asked earlier, uh, have I been pursuing things that, that, uh, I haven't in the past. I I'm starting to really, really think about, uh, the future and, and trying to come up with a show that I think might work. Um, you just got to make it yourself. You dude. should tell me because it, good tell me, you know, you know how like when you have the YouTube option, like something will start playing and then after a few seconds, it'll say, keep watching yeah. your cooking videos are one of the few things that i'll keep watching on and oh, yeah. one i love you and I, and I love everything you do just because i know how great you are but also it's just i think from an objective standpoint it's just you have the normal people don't have yeah no offense to like kreischer and it, like you watch some of those videos where they um thank you first off mike and but you'll have a panel of of celebrities watching like it's a podcast and then he'll cook for them but he doesn't really know what he's doing it's more about here's big names and here they're cooking a grilled cheese. It's like you can, there's nothing sexier right now than comedy and cooking. And if you can blend them in an appropriate and seamless way, this can really, really work out. So mm. I have a few ideas that I think that, you know, I, I want to pursue and I just don't know whether or not there's a, there's a, uh, a, a content or I'm sorry, a platform or, or a budget to do it at the moment. So. Carrie and I also have a show that she 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 came up with called uh, what's it called? What is it called? Who's the boss? It doesn't matter. Yeah, so there's a few different things that that we're you know thinking I, about. I I I would say, and I, dude, who am I to tell to even suggest something to you? But I would say just make it as poorly as you can just to try <clears throat> it. You yeah. don't even have to release it. Yeah, and I think you'd be surprised at how much you liked the first result that you got. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. That's always been my problem: is pulling triggers. Yeah, I mean, it's a major. Tommy, it's a recurring. Tommy, thing. I, re I really think I really think you should start a show revolving around you stealing something from a child, so that around dinner time that at night that kid's family will come pounding on your door demanding that back, and you got to complete this meal while also trying to navigate there with his family. You call it handlebars and lasagna. <laughs> Damn, dude, <laughs> handle brownies. <laughs> It's so fucking funny. No, dude. I, uh, yeah. It's been fun being locked in and, and forcing yourself to, to learn certain techniques and shit. But I saw a, um, I saw a tweet today that was not someone I follow. So it was inserted into my timeline by just by people liking it. So it's not like I'm seeking this kind of shit out. But it was like, if you're thriving right now, congratulations. You're a sociopath. It's like, what the well, <laughs> why? Why would I not? Why would I not take any opportunity to thrive in some way? Right. Yeah. If you're not if you're not sick right now, you should be thriving. Because <laughs> Hell yeah. at this point, you're at the limit of your own imagination and how if you're bored, you're bored. Mm -hmm. You have the sum of if you have an internet connection, you have the sum of human knowledge at your disposal. So yeah. if you can't find something to interest you, something to teach you something, and something to keep you occupied occupied. You are a fucking well. If it's it's interesting yes. because this is a this is such a unique situation that only people in our industry or the retired understand. The retired forcibly, they've never dealt with themselves. Then they have to like deal with like getting to know who they married thirty years ago. All of a sudden, oh yeah, 
with our industry, we've always put ourselves in this isolation type way where you're, you're always thinking about something or you're, you like being alone and you pursue things on your own. You have a passion to not run with the other sheep. And now the sheep are just trying to figure out what the fuck do they like? Like, I remember hanging out with my brother and I was like, dude, you, you don't have a hobby. Your only hobby is knowing everything. He's brilliant. And I'm like, you're just, everything's easy for you, but you don't have anything that you care about. And that's a terrible way to live because once this shit hits, you just sit there and stare at a television. Yeah. And you, I guess you look within and go, this is fucking dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. I just, oh, I got like, <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean to bring it down, but I'm saying no. it's we're not like that. Well, that's the thing is that like, I, I don't, I'm not feeling the effects of anything like that. Yeah. Like obviously, dude, five people living in a, a row home in Philly. We're we're teetering at any given day, we could murder each other. Dude, this, you are you you went that's boot camp for this, this is shit. A, this is a high you wire act. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. I'm already conditioned to it. We were multiple. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> this is easy. Yeah, we can't we can't go outside or we'll get hepatitis just from being in the air. And uh so yeah, we're, we're sure we were ready for it. But um I do. There is at least one moment every day where I'm like, man, I can't believe I've gotten to spend this much time with these people. Yeah. This, this much, you know, this much concentrated quality time has been really rewarding. Well, how many, how many of, of these type shows do you guys uh, entertain? Obviously the one-on-one connection in, in a podcast or an interview is extremely important when it comes to comedy, sometimes like news and, and sports and information you can have like a pause, but comedy, it seems like you, you need to see the, and be around someone for the timing to be perfect. Like a joke. Like you need to be in front of someone. How many of these do you do a week for either yourselves or for other people? Uh, we did a few this week with other people. Um, we did, we did one of these with Louis J Gomez. And then we did one with Peggy O'Leary for her podcast and ton of fun. But for me, like this is difficult for me because I, I just like being, around people that I, if, if I'm going to interact with somebody, I like being around them. And as mm-hmm. much, as much fun as this is to have to look forward to and to be able to communicate in a situation where you can't be around somebody, this is difficult for me. I, I don't, I would prefer to be able to smell your sweet Italian aroma right now. Dude, can't wait to fucking hug you. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to get a whiff of that high karate. <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm to, Buddy, when I see you, I'm going to lay down on the ground. I'm going to, I'm going to make you call me your son. And then uh, I'm going to make you reach down. <laughs> make, make you call me Fritz and then yeah. throw me in the air. I'm going to drag my, my hairy fucking chin through your neck. Oh man. And God. So, yeah. yeah. You're going to see me reaching down. You're going to lay on the floor and be like, Oh, Bob. And I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to give you a little gentle <laughs> speech. Yeah. <laughs> you look just like a pineapple. <laughs> 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 that's gonna be great i'm gonna i'm gonna yes. probably come from hugging my boys when we <laughs> <out there. Yes. laughs> dude remember alienation how like that's how they used to do that it's like they would just rub each other's heads and how awesome that would feel for them Damn. like that's what this is going to be like when we get to see each other again we're just going to rub each other's heads and just really i'm going full cone heads during conversation i'm just going to touch foreheads <laughs> with whoever i'm talking to I'm never letting anybody go. I'm never. Yes, dude. I'm gonna go. start every conversation with you guys like like a, like an Italian soccer player that just scored a goal. <laughs> gonna touch your skull and be like, dude, how was work today? And we'll do it very calmly. Dude. I won't even. I won't even pick you up. I just want to touch. <laughs> Italian. I'm gonna have you, dude. Every. And I'm gonna sit across from you the whole time. And I'm gonna hold both of your hands the whole time. <laughs> 
uh, ask our significant others to fork it into our mouth. While we just <laughs> I'm, not like, I'm not like going on breaking eye contact. I'm not even looking at the fucking plate. <laughs> Shovel this shit into my face. <laughs> and then the last little noodle, we're going to lady in the tramp it into each other. <laughs> as much as I have enjoyed this, like I'm very close. Just like asking friends if they can mail me like a shirt of theirs that I could smell. Like a dead <laughs> oh man. Like uh, when you're comforting your dog, just give him one of his shirts. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I almost bought a puppy like two months ago and it was supposed to be delivered. And I said, ah, just wait till the spring because I didn't want, I thought it was going to be a winter, a winter time thing. And uh, where, you know, obviously if we get an average New York winter, I didn't want the puppy to have to be raised indoors with Shane and, and Chris. So like, I'll just wait. It would have been so fucking perfect. I see, I see like John and, and, you know, friends with brand new babies. I'm like, it's a perfect time to have a newborn or a puppy that you can just like, you know, cuddle with and teach them shit, you know, teaching your newborn to sit, Mm -hmm. give me your paw or whatever the fuck. A lot of connection happening, man. A lot of just like, man, it is a great time to have a small child. It's a great time to have any child. Anything. Anything, anything. It's a, just, if you, yeah, if you've cultivated anything meaningful in your life, you're having a great time right now. If yeah. you spend all of your time having arguments on the internet and uh, dunking on people, guess what? You are going to kill yourself. Yeah, that's all. That's the end of the road. Yeah. I saw a dude today. He was. He was. He's actually a cartoonist, which made this even more ironic. But he was. He retweeted a clip of people reacting to the Last Avengers movie, the part where um, Captain America summons. Thor's hammer and everybody went nuts in the theater. It was so cool. I'm not a big Marvel guy, but like being there for that opening night, which is like, wow, this is fucking cool. But he was like, man, he, I got, I got chills at how embarrassing this, uh, this behavior is. God forbid people fucking enjoy themselves. And especially now you can see a video of people enjoying themselves. And that's your first fucking thought. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, it's most of the online activity that uh, I experience is all embarrassment. Just people that I, that I thought were kind of corny, just really taking it up a notch to where like now it's pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. The the people that you knew were corny are now redlining it. Yeah. And a lot of like at risks are, it's not, it's not looking good. Dude, I mean, we, we, we came up with like quality control and and self-awareness, lack of ego, group, group monetarism. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. All the things like, you know, you need friends to go, Hey, I just saw your shit. Take it down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just a simple tweet. Like you're bothering people. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I, when I, when I came out of my haze today, like I said, dude, I rode the entire thing. Like, dude, I, first of all, hopefully at some point someone recognizes what a fucking high wire act it was. Yeah. I just, at, <laughs> one, at one point I felt like I was holding my entire body together from separating while also losing at a video game. But I, I was like, I, I felt like I had to struggle. To like Wait, keep... you, go, you go in the basement for all this stuff, right? I'm in the fucking living room, dude. I, what, oh. uh, a UPS driver delivered something we weren't expecting, and I thought we were being murdered. And so did Mary Jo, by the way. It wasn't like a mushroom thing. The knock dude. was so aggressive that I was like, we're dead. This is the end. They're coming to get us. My Amazon uh, guy stole my, my uh, cast iron potholders today. Kill him. And he tried to pull it off, pull, uh, pull a quick one on me. So the Amazon guys, you know, they, they take screenshots of the package sitting in the location and he uploaded the same exact photo. One was a manila folder. The other one was a plastic uh, con- container or plastic uh, folder, basically. 
uh, envelope and he ripped the envelope, took the contents because I guess he was just rolling the dice going, this feels like something interesting, like a, a electronic, and then discarded the package. And I know it was him because they wouldn't have left the second package. They would have just took both and walked off. And he uploaded two photos of two different packages, but it was the same one that he stole, which means psychologically you would only upload the same image going, I left it there. I left it there. Then he stole that one. No picture of the vanilla envelope. That motherfucker stole my shit. <laughs> Real no good, Nick. Honestly, this is where I'm at right now. This, this is dude, you this might is, be cracking I, up. I spend most of my time. Tommy ran out of his cha- uh, out of yeah, his apartment dude. with a barber's cape on. <laughs> Tommy, you have to get that. Tommy, you have to get that dog now, if for no other reason, to address these Amazon drivers because yeah, dogs dude. dogs are born racist to begin with. Yeah. So they're, not doing, any, they're not doing any background checks. They're taking people to deliver shit wherever the fuck they want. They're these raping. guys are cutting my packages open <laughs> and taking it to their wives. I paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, I, I come out of my haze. I make it all the way through. I ride the snake. And uh, man, like I said, I came out just walking on sunshine. And I had to like close all my browser. T- my fucking my setup is very complex here. So I'm slowly closing all my tabs and I get to Twitter and it was like someone retweeting an argument that someone else was had. like Michael Che and Seth Simons are arguing. It's like, who gives a shit? How Jeez. could you possibly give a shit? Can I, you I was- imagine running into Seth Simons in like a fucking bakery? <laughs> well, if I had to imagine a place, sure. Yeah, bakery makes sense, all right. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think of something real calm where everyone's quiet and they're like staring at breads. Mm. You know, and okay. the smell is like calming. Everything's calming. It's like a candle store in a bakery. Yeah. I, I have a f- I, I fucking I can't I have I have I have a lot of daydreams about some 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 violent moments, and that's one of them. Yeah. Guys, I, don't I have a f- <laughs> yeah. Tommy, I have a feeling like he's got some kind of very unique skin condition which prevents him from being a lot of bakeries. <laughs> <laughs> I have an aroma allergy. I, I can't smell bread or uh, <laughs> anytime I, I smell cookies, I shit myself. <laughs> uh, me too. Well, we'd have some common ground then. That would be what's up. I just have so what were you saying, Tim? I, I cut you off, buddy. What were you saying about uh, that? It was just like, and I, I called Mike and I, I was like, well, I might still be a little bit on mushrooms here, but I was like, man. All this fucking ugliness. I went full Buster Scruggs. I was like, all this fucking ugliness in the world. What's it all for? And then I played a harp and ascended into heaven with a bullet hole in my cowboy hat. So what happens when you come down from a a handful of mushrooms? Man, there's nothing bad. There's no drawbacks. Yeah, it flushed everything out. It was like psyllium husk for my spirit. Um, Wait, what? Like I, there's there's no drawbacks. Flushes your system. Yeah, Uh, spiritually. It oh, okay. yeah. I thought you like physically. I was like, so you just feel so you feel great. There's no there's no tired tiredness or anything like no, that. No, I felt like I had oh, I had pretty good dumb. energy. Um I also I did it I, I took microdoses every day for two months last year. So this oh, okay. was just if anything, I think I gave myself too much to do. Like I was I was playing something hard in a video game and I wish I, I would have just the next time I do, I will do another deep dive stream again, but I'm just gonna line up like internet videos to watch and have people like dump links in the chat and just uh go oh a guy uh shared a video of two russian guys fighting and one guy gets a hold of the other guy's naked penis and basically swings from it (laughs) 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 um 
Dude, there's a couple uh, Ru- Russian dudes fighting on on chaotic is one of my cert- one of my searches. Yeah, this was live leak, so yeah, you know, chaotic adjacent. The live leak is like not that's quite the minor a- leagues. Yeah. yeah, as you know, chaotic is oh boy. Yeah, this is incredible. A guy was losing the fight and just got a hold of some bird and just dangled from it. It was Dang. incredible. That that was when I realized I was like, all right, I'm spun out, and uh, I just wrote it, man. Just enjoy. Are it. you guys staying active? Do you stay active on the jujitsu? Mm-hmm. Uh, not jujitsu, but um, just self-imposed workouts, just yeah. random things I see on the internet. And then uh, I got to actually work yesterday. The school where I work, they have a farm, and they need a couple people just to like you know keep that going. So I was one of four people that got to go to work there, and I can go there you know a few times a week, which was nice. And this was the first time that I went that I got to go, so it was Man. nice to do some actual productive work. Yeah, so they a lot let of them roam. Stuff, not feel good. They let them roam like wild ponies, and you got to chase them around. No, it's just four workers out there just just planting broccoli. <laughs> so, what's your discipline like? What do you? How do you? It's such a uh, you know aggressive one on one sport. How do you stay sharp for for MMA? Like, how do you? There's a lot of different solo drills you can do, and also um, just trying to keep the muscles that you typically use in shape. Mm. You could also slap fight your wife to the death. Um, yeah, dude, oh, so at one point today, I I tried to impress upon her like, all right, right now you're fighting for your life, and because I could just overpower her anything she does, so I was just trying to frustrate her. I was like, you have to pretend you're fighting for your life right now, and uh, because obviously we're going to be fighting for resources on the road, we're going to be stealing meat and murdering families, so. I was like, you have to be prepared to risk it all. You have to, you have to be prepared to, to fight for everything. Um, and man, that seemed to really put a fire under her. I impressed upon her the seriousness of the situation. But oh, also, this was right before we started. Uh, we did this, but with our jujitsu class, our jujitsu school. Fuck, I can't say enough about heart jujitsu and Kanja Hakan. Uh, Timmy's been. And unfortunately, uh, Mike's work schedule kind of precludes uh, him joining with us, but he's been doing Zooms every night and everyone, there's a lot of like families that train, everyone's doing a Zoom conference call and he's like showing us shit to work on with each other and then like pointing out like things we're fucking up and it's every single night. So then we also have a strength and conditioning coach and he'll fire up a Zoom and he's like, all right, we're working out for an hour. It's been so fucking cool. Yeah. Damn. So wait, do you get on a mat with 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 your girl and then yeah, gives you like instruction? Yeah, yeah. So he he and his wife trained at home, and uh, his wife's the lady that broke my ribs. Um, shout out Heather. But yeah, they they work on some stuff and they do a lot of like showing us like ideas to like think about because typically a jujitsu class is like here's some fundamentals, here's some drilling, here's one technique that we're gonna do over and over and over again. That's your hour, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. This you can't really. There's not really. Dude, Great that that uh, that post that Mary Jo had is is unreal. Which that one? shoulder, that shoulder, the, the, what do you call them? Handstand press or whatever it is. Yeah, with the uh, putting the uh, shirt on. gear on upside down. Yeah, dude. I I when I first started CrossFit with this dude, he he was doing me like I was doing uh, wall facing handstands, and then I had to do the, the push ups. Even doing the waddle that she does mm-hmm. is extremely difficult. I mean, there's a there's a a really great version of that on chaotic where it's the Russian version where you got to maintain <laughs> contact with another dude's bird as you put a shirt on. Yeah. Dude, it took me forever to do a, you know what muscle ups are? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I finally got to do a muscle up last summer and I, I, I was so excited. I, I made a mistake and sent it to like Shane and John. And I was like, dude, check this out. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. It's like one of those things I wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. No way. I would be like, I'm proud of you, Tommy. It's incredibly difficult. And yeah. Shout out to Mary Jo. That's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. She looks incredible, too. She's a killer. Oh, wow. really doing great. I, what did I tell you, dude? Best time of my yeah. life right now. Damn. You getting paid? Oh, yeah. Unemployment? I'm, I'm, no, I'm working remotely. I'm oh, I'm an nice. IT manager, dude. My job is on the internet. So I'm, I'm working every day. And I just got my fucking Trump money today. Did you, you guys got your Trump money, right? Not yet. The 1200? Yeah. I'm sorry. No. 1200 per. I didn't get it yet. Oh, Man. actually, you get more, right? Because you got up to five. 500 per kid. Bro. And you're working. This is the this is literally the most money I've had since we did those GE commercials. Oh man. Crazy. Good for you, dude. Send me a t-shirt. I fucking you better believe. It. Oh, dude, we got a fucking design coming in hot any day now. Uh, yeah, I've already said too much. Large. Yeah? I wanna I, yeah, I, I upgrade it because it's fucking good for you, man. You're trapping yeah. out. In a good way. No, my shoulders got a little bulbous. Yeah, that's and, what's up. Oh, yeah. I, when I have a, a tricep, it, it, you know, showing out of my T-shirt, it feels like a like a quarter inch of an ass crack showing out of your pants. Mm, damn, kind of bothers me. That just gave my bird hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it baffles me when somebody like bends over and they got like a, a an inch or two of ass crack hanging out, and it doesn't bother them. You unacceptable. That, when when a tiny tip of my ass crack is is exposed, it feels like I won the Super Bowl, and the and, and the boys just jam the fucking Gatorade ice bucket over my head. I'm like immediately just. Pulling these panties up. Yeah. I'd rather crack my skull than have ass crack showing. It's so embarrassing. And people that are just cool with it, you know, they're usually disgusting people. Ants. <laughs> Kill them. They don't, they shouldn't live. Ants prior to surgery. <laughs> the Eskimo mom moms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, Tommy, Tommy, when you, when you get up each day, do you have a, a set amount of things that you want to accomplish each day or do you just take your day as it comes? Well, I mean, again, I'm not going to lie to you. This is, it's been, I don't know how you guys do it sober. Um, and I wish I could because you, you really, you have such a dilapidated sense of, of not worth, but like desire because the nights and there's no accountability. There's no schedule. Uh, even when I, before this, you had a, at least a personalized schedule where you'd like, all right, I'll do this. I'll go to the gym first. I'll get this done. I'll get that done. Now there's, because you have no accountability, you just, you're in an endless time of, of leisure. Um, and you incorporate alcohol. It, it dulls not only your desire to do anything in the morning, but, uh, your desire to accomplish something overall creatively. So you really, there's a, there's a struggle there to go. All right. I got this script to work on. I got this to work on. I got this to work on. I want to do, I want to, you know, maybe pursue a creative talent that I haven't in years. And then as the day goes on, because the gym, like the gym used to be everything for me that the energy levels up my, it, it's my, it's my mental state. It's my therapist. Cause it, you know, what happens in the mind when you have a, a nice fucking workout changes the way you behave throughout the day. And I've, I've absorbed this laziness that I never had before. And it changes the way I want to work towards something that I've, that I've never strived for. So it's a struggle every day, dude. And it's different. Every third day feels like I've accomplished the things I've wanted to, but in, in sparse moments, you know, I do take anything you can get. Um, do you wear headphones at the gym? Because I can picture you enjoying gym music. 
Oh, I don't know. I listen to fucking sorrowful music. I listen to sad, sad music. Funeral marches. Dude, like really, really sad shit. I like dr- dramatic music. It's Donkey weird. Donkey Kong game over music. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I could say, I shall share a couple of playlists. It's like really. Oh, all right. Yeah. Emo shit. Not too sad. Not like all Ray Lamontane. It's like. Yeah, I can't wait till you send it to me. I'm like. This isn't fucking. You think this is sad, dude? Get the <laughs> fuck out of my face. <laughs> well, it's ridiculous because I, I'll, I'll run on the treadmill for, for whatever, and I, the, the song, the playlist isn't meant to like jack you up and get you to the finish line. It's just meant to, like think <laughs> this, about uh, all the losses in your life. This is I one like, of my favorite emo songs. It's the uh, the Venga Bus. Ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I think like it charges your muscles to like. To work harder when you're sadder, like that's a very strange thing. No, you're committed to form. You get enough, you get enough like juice jams in your brain. You'll start sacrificing form, like bouncing into <laughs> yeah. an overhead. It's like, dude, come yeah. on, you're taking shortcuts yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I don't. That's what I miss most, Mike. I don't. I don't think I have um, because of that's the main ingredient missing in my in my uh, my consistent daily habits, and that being removed has changed the course of all of my desires as well as my actions. Well, we're going to be uh, in this long enough that you still have time to adjust. All right, sweet. Yeah, no, things like this matter. Like Wednesdays, I have two podcasts that are guaranteed and then I might do one or two throughout the week. But like this kind of shit makes me feel better because it, unlike the people that are like, I can't wait to do stand up and talk to nobody again. It's like, pussy, no one really cares that much about you. And also you're not funny. So yeah. Stop talking like that. Like, yeah. I, I want I conversations with my friends. I want like, you know, to be able to, to emotionally be available to my voice. That kind of thing. Dude, there's a, there's a lot of people right now who are just finding out that comedy was never going to be anything more than a hobby. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? I, I, even I have- feel a bit of it, but, I know there's people feeling it way worse. If you're an adult and you think this is like that, like this stuff matters, like you're a pile of shit. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Like if, if you wake up every day going, dude, I can't wait to say my, my weak thoughts into a mic to 200 people that can't respond. You're a fucking psychopath pile of shit. Yeah. That's how I feel. We were talking about this earlier, but um, you know, even though we're both, pretty upbeat, pretty positive guys. There is one thing that's happening right now that is a definite guilty pleasure of mine. It's seeing a lot of people that were being total fucking cocksuckers back in September on the internet, (laughs) begging for money. (laughs) And I don't feel bad because that was something that I had had wrestled with, like, especially during that time period thinking like, how much time do I want to devote to having animosity towards these people? people and i I feel so like you know i was able to just you know compartmentalize it but now seeing that i do not i do not more than not feeling bad it makes me feel good to see people who actively tried to fuck and not only tried but did fuck somebody's shit up feeling the repercussions and going through some really fucking difficult shit right now and hopefully fucking starving (laughs) yeah hell yeah i feel the same way dude my hate gives me life (laughs) (laughs) dude we're we're endless we're endless optimists dude that like we say it all the time this isn't free warm and fuzzies if you're not if you're not that's and that's the thing man like our positivity is more i think it's more rooted in optimism like you said something i didn't sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you yeah buddy you were talking about um this might have been on peggy's podcast 
but you were talking about how like instead of positivity what the hell was it it was like openness or something like that what what the, it's about some book you were reading oh yeah it's this um this really interesting guy who um is his job is to address the mindsets of either particular high high profile athletes or high profile football programs in college and his thinking is centered upon one just being exceptionally mindful of the shit that you say out loud and almost well probably equally as important um this this concept called neutral thinking where it's if you're in the midst of a fucked up situation not trying to lie to yourself and say like everything's fine everything's fine everything's fine and just waiting trying to wait it out while lying to yourself yeah. but the neutral thinking revolves around recognizing how fucked up something it is and taking the small steps to work your way out to gradually make it less fucked up until it's in your favor hell yeah yeah that's super interesting it's also like we have such a uh the, the collective group of our friends is are usually aggressive and and have an aggressive stance on things and like just like what i said about like you know feeling angry and and watching someone's failure giving me a little bit of, of happiness and hope it's not that way towards people that don't that are undeserving mm-hmm. right and like yep the group of us collectively from afar seems very aggressive you know in your face kind of nature where you know we'll be the first to strike you for no fucking reason it's not that we're very emotionally available we're very sensitive and all my crew are the toughest guys i know but we're also the most open and honest and, and loving. So it's like a weird yes. juxtaposition between being capable of, of snapping someone's fucking neck and then also being there and like cry on me, cry on me right mm-hmm. now. And it, so we both feel better. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a very unique individual. And I think it's a, I think that's a, a locational thing. Bro, you're cutting to the core of being a gay retard. <laughs> yeah. If I'm yeah. anything, it's that. I do. I think I think there's there's a certain charm about coming up in in that the nature that we did with with abuse, drugs and all that stuff. And 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 you become, you know, aware of the surroundings and you also become available if you do become available. I think the one underlying connective tissue there is intellect. The smarter you are, the more you can learn to adapt and and develop an empathy rather than a, a complete anger. Cause I have friends and family that they don't know how to switch that because of the abuse, because of the exposure to these elements that I just spoke of, they, they harbor a, 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 an anger that cannot be channeled, which ends up giving them a lackluster life in, in a cage being dude. fed fucking dog food. That's the normal response. I think that's, that's probably the most predictable response to like growing up in that environment. And uh, I think that just means that we're special and better than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was easier to just point out some of the shoes like, ah, you, what are you gay? What are you gay? Yeah. Instead of like thinking about what they said to you and being vulnerable for a moment. But the easiest thing is to either hit them or make fun of them. Yeah. yeah dude, and dude, yeah. You, when you mentioned awareness like that, that was something that really resonated because I, I think that when, when growing up how we grew up, I think what we've been, what we were exposed to can either be digested as programming or rather than be digested, it can be an awareness. Like we are made aware that that is a way that people do act and that we could probably act too, because that's, that's in us because oftentimes it's exhibited by people with our, within our bloodline. Um, But I think 
part of why part of why I gravitate toward the two of you and you know our closer group of friends, you know, just right off the top of my head, John, um, is because I think we've all chosen the path to become aware of the fucked up shit as opposed to like there, there's never any sense of malicious any 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 observation of maliciousness that I've seen in any of you. Anytime it's like anytime anything is there's it's it's always pot either positive or yeah that motherfucker got what he deserved. Yeah. I think I you can almost associate it with I, I don't have a good example here, but like you know, people that have been to battle, like war, or like people that have been to prison or people that are in a gang, you let your guard down knowing that that person, you respect that person because they've been through a little bit of something, whether it's just like mm-hmm. a fucked up family, an aggressive background, you know, a, a shitty neighborhood. You let your guard down immediately and go, oh, this guy already knows my language. I'm going to talk to him like a normal fucking person. Instead, mm-hmm. growing up, you know, the other side of the coin is walking out with your chest out, you know, becoming this fucking street fighter that like you, you, you couldn't possibly tell your dad you love him. And there's that's 80, 20, you know, from guys I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That even was even now, dude, I'm sorry, Tim, go ahead. <clears throat> no, absolutely not. Go ahead. I was about to say in regards to telling your dad, you love him. like even now, like I, I tell my dad every time that I talk to him and he still can't fucking handle it. Yeah. And it, it's gotten fun. Like, it, like I, I want him to one day just to be able to, you know, say it confidently, but I know that's not going to be him. It's just, he's, you know, that generation just has that mental block. Right. They'll never yeah. get over. And it doesn't mean they don't love you. Yes. But it's just interesting to see. And I think, you know, the importance of every generation is to improve upon the previous one. And yeah. that's just one small improvement that I think, yes. you know, yeah. You know, whether it's with kids or just whether it's with the people around you or anybody that you have influence over, seeing that somebody's confident in saying how they feel goes a long way in inspiring people to just to do what they feel they should be doing and to be expressive. Yeah. We should give your dad mushrooms. Morning. Let's get your dad some mushrooms. I would love to sneak it on. Dude, he'll come and he'll take you out. He'll he'll lift you out of bed. Yeah. He's going to kiss your face. Gonna Dude, awesome. telling telling dads back then, I love you. All they heard was I am gay. Yeah. Like there was no yeah. like That's the truth, man. I, I lucked there out. There was no yeah, and then I made a point in, in high school. Every time I talked to my father, I'd, I'd say, I love you, I love you, I love you. Mm-hmm. And then finally, he came around because he didn't have that growing up. His dad was a deadbeat that left him when he was 11. So he yeah. he didn't understand that that emotion. So it took a lot for him to to reciprocate. But now it's fucking great. Now we just fist fight and then say I love you. I think, uh, I think, it's, pretty <laughs> e- <laughs> I think it's pretty easy to figure out uh, my personality just based on the description of my dad as a... He was a poor, sensitive giant, and I, I think it's informed basically every aspect. Of my, it's it's the reason again that I'm special and better than everybody, and not dead on heroin. So, like an Irish Shrek, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got Shrek genes for sure. <laughs> we have layers. We're onions, dude. Wow. Yeah. We're at like an hour. I want to pop over to the Patreon. Yeah, dude. That's cool with me. I gotta piss real quick. Right. I gotta eat beer. Yeah, I want to eat a plate of spaghetti real quick. Huh? Right. I said I want to eat a plate of spaghetti real quick. <laughs> All right. No, uh, for real. Um, so uh, we'll come back on in like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys over there on the Patreon. Uh, thanks for thanks for fucking listening. Um, uh, if you're if you're on the audio version of this, uh, go over to the Dab Meat YouTube. It's posted on our Twitter. Um which is linked in the description of this episode and uh, subscribe and get the notifications when we go live. 
Um, obviously, I think and Tim, there's one where you know I don't like to interrupt you, but there's one one thing that I do have to interrupt you for. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Blue Chew. Oh right, dude. If we can't forget our fucking sponsor, we almost always forget to do this. Yes. So let me just pull it up here on my phone. What I have to say, and then we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Uh, Tim and I both enjoy Blue Chew, and if you go to bluechew.com, you use promo code FATBIRD, you get a bunch of freebies, and you only got to pay the five bucks for shipping. And I promise you, it'll feel like you are corking with another gentleman's bird, dude. I, I, I told you I was, I was desperate. I, I was worried that the postal service was going to fall apart before I received my Bluetooth shipment, and it came in like it came in. I, I guess the postal service is still going, but I got it, mm-hmm. and uh, I finally have a pretty accurate, I think, description of what you get from it. So, the Lay it the, on us. the biggest, the biggest question I have is like. The biggest question I get is like, does it? I don't want. I don't want a fucking twelve-hour boner. It's not. That's not what it is. You take it on demand, and forty, thirty to forty-five minutes later, whenever from then until like it runs out, it's on demand, hardest boner of your entire life, and it's not constant. It's not automatic. It's you still have to. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't take any of the magic way. If anything, it it makes. It's a hardness that I can't just, I can't even recall. You know what I mean? Like you, when it, it's when recharge it kick, strength for your bird. <laughs> when it, when it kicks in and you like get there, it feels like your bird's like, like it's humming with like radio tower energy. Um, and it's just as long. So, uh, thanks again, Blue Shoe. Thanks again, dogs and bubs. Um, we'll see you guys over on the Patreon. Love you, boys. Boys. Bluechew.com, promo code FATBIRD. All right, guys, I'm just going to go eat real quick and then I'll be right back on. All right, the YouTube. What do I do? Do I shut, do I,